What's up, everybody? Week five, he said, she said, what did the fans say when it came to our ACC teams? A lot of head-to-head matchups, a little bit of who stood on business, who was struggling a little bit, and who, what happened, head-scratching games. Let's talk about all of that on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. things for certain two things is for sure when it comes to the ACC you can never quite predict it fully and that is how the nature of this beast goes welcome to the locked on ACC podcast this is Candace Cooper joined by Kenton Gibbs each and every day you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts make sure you download subscribe to the pod as well as talk us through anything that you've got going on Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. This episode will make sure that you have every moment, make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Kenton, how are we feeling on this Sunday going into Monday reactions towards week five for the ACC? You know, I, I still feel good about the ACC, despite some of the things that we saw happen this weekend, despite some big letdowns by people that we believed in on this show. I'm <laughs> not looking at anybody but you, Key. It's yeah, all right. We'll be fair. all right. I also think it's a lot of like head-to-head matchups, a lot of a lot of inter-turmoil, a lot of fighting between each other, which you know, I can handle that. Some people who should have won some people who we weren't really surprised they lost, and a little bit of in-between. We'll talk about all of that here. On today's show, one of the biggest things we, of course, have to talk about is when will we ever, if ever, get over that Notre Dame versus ACC hump? Because it still feels like Notre Dame, that Notre Dame has our number. So if we ever want Notre Dame to join the conference, it might help if some of our teams beat them. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I agree, but also, I hate to say this. Yep, say it. I really do. All right. But that Duke team played above their heads for most of the game. I think the first half was very disappointing for Duke, especially uh, Mr. Polino, who, I mean, had he done his job, they'd win that game. Yeah. Uh, and that's just an objective truth. He had two field goals that are tantamount to chip shots. But college kickers are going to college kick that thing up. So, Every time. You know, um, it's, it's really unfortunate because those were two really long sustained drives by Duke, too. Those weren't like short, oh, we got a turnover, we're in great position. They yeah. earned those those points. Yeah. And Polino said, ah, not so fast, my friend. But with that being said, I mean, at the end of the day, you're right. Notre Dame has our number. But even if we were whooping the wheels off them, it wouldn't help. They wouldn't join the ACC. If anything, they'd be more likely to say, oh, no, we're not going to play the ACC anymore. Let, let's uh, join with the uh, Big Ten or the uh, Pack, <laughs> Pack 2 or the 2-Pack now. Let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's go to the, the American Athletic Conference or something. Yeah, the 21-14 victory by Notre Dame against Duke and Wallace Wade, college game day, all the bells and whistles, all the things. was super exciting time for the ACC and the Blue Devils, of course, for people who, like me, enjoy Duke football only for my various reasons. We all have ours. The, the road to getting 10 wins is still there, still a lot in front of us. Okay, let's stay positive. 
positive vibes because girl needs her money. But Sam Hartman certainly had a day. If anything, yet again, it felt like old times, old vibes for Sam Hartman in regards to just, you know, struggling against some really good defenses. But credit to the Fighting Irish for getting it done and him being one of the ones who got that final playoff. Kenton was there and all the things. We were in on it, feeling like Duke was going to get the dub. Unfortunately, they did not. And then our fans said that Notre Dame was going to win. So good on them. Yeah, yeah. This this week was actually the tightest that it has ever been in terms of um, the game picking. We had three folks tied at four and two because obviously we added in my co-host on Locked on ACC, Grayson Boone. Love you, Grayson. Talk to you later, player. But we we obviously uh, added in Grayson and uh, we had three folks go four and two, one go three and three. We're not going to say any names on who went three and three this week. Well, how about you just let us go through the whole thing before you sit here and give out everything away? Oh, well, I didn't want to get, I didn't give everything away. There's still plenty of games to figure out who got what right and wrong. You know what I mean? So, you know. Leave it to Kenton to always just, you know, have pre-production meetings and then do his own thing. Meanwhile, while we're sitting here and setting up the next scene, could you could pull up that graphic? That would be so great. Let's talk about the fact, though, that Riley Leonard did get hurt. Knee was a yeah. little bit tweaked. We will look to see how that sort of plays out because that will change the trajectory of Duke's season if Riley Leonard cannot go. Period, point blank, no questions about it. A thousand percent, and anybody who says otherwise is lying to themselves. I mean, let's let's just be brutally honest about this thing. And this is not to say that Duke is a bad team without Riley Leonard. That's not what I'm saying at all here. What I am saying is Riley Leonard is that impactful. Like, Riley Leonard's not just another guy that's just kind of out there doing – no, no, no. Riley Leonard is a drink stirrer. He's a guy that, objectively speaking, when he's on your team, you're a lot better – then when he when he's on the field, rather, you're a lot better than when he's not. And, you know, for for him to go out in that way, that's tough. That's a that's a really tough one um, that you kind of got to live with there. And so we're we're hoping that Riley Leonard's OK. I didn't official word come down on the injury yet. I haven't heard. I haven't heard official from Duke team, but I think it hopefully it is something that isn't season ending or anything like that. But we'll stick yeah. tuned for that Monday uh Elko report to see just where we land on that one. Let's get into the rest of these week five matchups, talking through the Friday Night Lights game that was a Kickstarter for the weekend. Louisville and NC State was certainly one where it was a very much energy home crowd advantage. NC State had all the things to be great, came up a little bit short in the end. But man, NC State defense, if nothing, you hang your hat because you did you did a good job. You did a good job. That offense, on the other hand, we're working on it. We're working on it. So, you know, I'm from Hockey Town and I love hockey. Huge Red Wings fan, always rooting for them and all that good stuff. The guys are playing is underway, folks. Don't worry. But when a when a goalie is pitching an absolute shutout, when a goalie is just stopping everything, they're doing amazing. And, and your offense can generate nothing, they say that that goalie is standing on their head. Well, listen, that defense, I mean, trust me, a fully upside down, not going nowhere, doing everything they can. And the reality is Brendan Armstrong ain't the guy. He ain't the one. He ain't one of them ones. He's not that. UVA sold NC State of Lemon, and they bought it hook, line, and sinker. He has looked pitiful this year. He had the worst QBR. Of any quarterback in the ACC this this weekend, his QBR, Q 
QBR, by the way, is on the scale of one to 100. His average being 50. His was a 13.7. The boy is defense illiterate. He could not read a defense if I gave him a book that said, this is where the coverage will be. This is where you should throw it. He does, I'll take give him this. He does have a strong arm. The only problem is it's a howitzer. You never know where it's going to go. We made Cam Kelly, UNC transfer that went to Louisville, look like Sean Taylor reincarnate. I, I, I sat there and said, what under God's green earth are we doing making Cameron Kelly look like an All-American? But I digress. It's Cameron, but go ahead. Cameron, Cameron, I don't care what you call him. I'm going to call him whatever <laughs> I want to call him because ain't no way he should have been doing all that against NC State. Ain't no way. Well, I guess my biggest thing talking about this NC State-Louisville matchup here and Plummer, I thought, looked very much pedestrian. I think he was mm-hmm. very lucky to have all his units and all his weapons. But beyond that, I feel like Armstrong and Anai would, would be on a better page because they're, they've been together. And a lot of people are saying, well, maybe it's the artillery. Is that artillery? Yeah, weaponry is artillery, yes. That's, those are the weapons maybe he has to work with. Yeah. Maybe, you know, Concepcion is just not the guy for him. They're not connecting. They're not flowing. You know, maybe it's the backfield. They're not figuring out how to vibe mm-hmm. and all the things. Like, maybe the guys, the synergy, what we're trying to do with the whole transfer portal or emulate sort of free agency where you bring in a quarterback who was good at one place and try and keep him in another place, it's not yeah. quite working. And I know there have been several hey, big head texts to Devin Leary. So here's the thing. Devin Leary has looked very bad this year, too. So anybody I know, and let me talk directly to Wolfpack Nation right now. I'm going to touch your shoulder when I say this. Stop. Stop with the revisionist history. You do not want Beck back. Beck has Coastal Carolina looking completely pedestrian. And there were a power five, I'm sorry, a group of five powerhouse before he got there. Well, you don't I don't think they back. want Beck back, but maybe they did. I didn't say, hey, big head to Beck. Hey, big oh, head no, to no. Devin. I, I was going to Devin next. Devin was next in line. If it wasn't for a running back that they call Babyface Ray, Sweet Baby Ray, Ray Davis, if that young man wasn't in that backfield, you don't miss Demi Sumo, I promise you. He ain't pissed to drop at Kentucky either. You don't miss Devin Leary, I promise you. The boy, even if you gave him a gallon of water in every water pill you could find, he ain't pissed to drop at Kentucky. I'm trying to tell you right now, there was a point in time in that game where Devin Leary was 4 of 10. 4 of 10. If Billy Napier wasn't nicknamed LinkedIn Billy because he finna have to upgrade that thing pretty quickly, I promise you, you would not be saying that you missed Devin Leary. So Wolfpack Nation, there are many complaints to have, but please, don't do that. Don't do that. So I guess the real villain here is Dave Doran. Want to talk about it? You know, there's a conversation to be had there, but I will say this in the nice defense in the nice defense. So for those of you who don't watch Locked on Wolfpack, please go watch the episode that is uh, going to be posted simultaneously to this one, because I did our first ever Locked on Look, where we break down the play in detail in terms of a play that shifted the momentum of the game for the better or the worse. And I showed in detail how Brendan Armstrong's failure to read a defense cost NC State that game. Look forward to reading that one. But all that to say, it's going to be a long season for NC State. Credit to Louisville for getting the job done, being 5-0, going to hostile territory and coming up with the win. All you can do is keep your head up high and keep that thing rolling there. 
Let's pay some bills here and talk about Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the game for non-alcoholic beer. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good and are full of flavor. Great tasting and award-winning and beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. You can find Athletic Brewing's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers, use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off athleticbrewing.com. Near beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. Kenton Gibbs and I talking through week five. He said, she said, the fans said, we both, well, we all chose Louisville because we just felt like NC State didn't have it offensively. So credit to us for having some wherewithal. I was almost going to pick NC State off the strength of playing in Carter Finley on a Friday night, a blackout game. It felt like right. But then I remembered who your quarterback was, and we go from there. I, I think the most surprising thing about this game wasn't that Louisville won. It's how they won. The number sure. one offense in the conference was held to 13 points. Mm-hmm. They were held to 13 points with two turnovers, both of which put NC State at their own 40 or further or closer to their end zone. Yeah. And and Brendan Armstrong said, hey, brother, don't worry about it. I I still need my huggies at night. I'm a bedwetter. I am not going to handle business here. And so that's exactly what happened. But let's move on and talk about some more fun games than that one. Clemson and Syracuse, another fun one. Clemson is very much sick of y'all talking about them like a dirty dog, and they handled business as so. 31-14 victory over the Syracuse Orangemen. And the fact that it was at Syracuse, we know that Dino Babers is certainly the guy that has been one to play Clemson very close, but it wasn't close at all. Never really felt like Syracuse was in this game. A lot of, in a lot of ways, Garrett Schrader, you know, was getting sacked left and right. A lot of crazy hits on Garrett. I don't know. Some, some could be argued as targeting, but we can talk about that another day. Five sacks, three forced fumbles. It was a long, long day for that Syracuse offense. And we've been very high on Garrett Schrader and that offense in the sense of their improvement are steadily just flying under the radar. But this was the one where we kind of the test of maybe they're not quite that team we thought. I mean, I don't think it was not about Syracuse not being the team we thought. I think it was more about Clemson not being the team that a lot of people thought. I what? I told folk, I told folks. In what is, in what regard? This is not a bad Clemson team. This is bad for Clemson standard. This is not a bad team in general. And everybody got all up in arms and pretended like, oh, this team is terrible now. And they're terrible for Clemson standards. Yes, if you compare them to all the teams of the last ten years, sure, they get their doors blown off by virtually all of them. But that team that gets their doors blown off by most of the last 10 years, Clemson, they're still good enough to win seven to eight, maybe even more games in the ACC this year. So you're trying to say even on their best day, they, they could even on your best day, speaking generally, you still couldn't beat Clemson. We're talking to a lot of ACC teams here. All right. Hey, there are asking. a lot of ACC teams that I would look at right now and say, you play your best game against this Clemson team and they play their meh, maybe above average game. They come out with that win with all due respect. Huh. I don't know if I agree with that, but I'm going to let you have that one. I think that K. Klubnik threw two touchdowns. He had a strong day, and it's moving in the right direction. Maybe they're going to be a back-half team. They have nothing but, you know, the road ahead of them, and there's a lot of ACC football to still be played. But don't count them out, I guess is what we come to that conclusion to say, because you guys, fans, and Kenton certainly didn't pick Clemson to win. I felt like Syracuse, you know, 
Why not? You're in the loud house. Might as well make some shake. Dino, you always know I'm down for you. Didn't quite turn out in my favor, but we live to see it another day. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, they and I'll tell you what, Syracuse, you know, you you gave your best effort, didn't play a great game. I knew that this was gonna be an uphill battle regardless, but especially without a Ronde who's lost for the season, you know, it was gonna to be tough to generate offense, tough to get guys open. And again, the Syracuse still has a lot of season ahead of them. Absolutely. All their goals are still ahead of them. So keep your heads up and keep going, Orange. I mean, let's talk about Orange specifically, the Virginia Cavaliers, Boston College, Battle of the Bottom. It seems and we thought, you know, this is we're gonna throw away a game. However, Boston College figured out a way to win, figured out a way to keep one more paycheck for Coach Halfley and the boys. And I think that despite, you know, everything they could do to not be in the game, they figured out a way to win. And that has been their Achilles heel literally this entire season. Virginia also figuring out, just needing desperately a way to win. It's not going great for Tony Elliott and the boys. It's just really not. comes down to a kick. Eagles come out on top. That's how you figure it out to do it at home. But man, oh man, it's getting scary. It's scary hours in Charlottesville. Antonio Elliott. Is that his government name? Yes, that's his government name. Antonio oh. Elliott. Come here. We need to talk. How do you keep? How do you incessantly? How? Do you repeatedly snatch defeat from the jaws of victory? Brother, you got to help me out. Are, are you being paid to lose these games? Are you? Listen, 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 Tony, can I call you Tony? I'm going to call you Tony. Tony, this is not the NFL. This is not the NBA. There is no draft. There is no lottery. Losing games will not get you top recruits. In fact, it has the opposite effect generally. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does, Tony. It does. So another game, last game against NC State, you sit up here, score a touchdown. All you need is a two-point conversion, three yards out, LOL, JK. Your offensive lineman wants to headbutt somebody. So now you got to convert from the 18. You do that. Now your quarterback wants to stand like Paul Bunyan. Look at me. I'm a cool boy. Now you move back 15 yards and boom, you give up a big kick return to Julian Gray, who is about NC State's best offense at this point. And then you, you give up the field goal to lose the game to them. And then in this game, you allow Boston College to have their biggest comeback in nearly a decade or over a decade, by the, I, I believe. Brother, Brett, no, it was 2014, so it was nearly a decade. Brother, what are you doing? How are you doing this? I just don't understand. I'd argue that Virginia might be our most unserious team. In the oh, very much so. Very much. I I don't see, and and you know, you and I said that there's no way for them to go but up. And Tony Elliott said, "I'll be damned if I don't try to go lower. I'll be damned <laughs> if I don't try to go lower than the bottom, baby, because I'm on the way. We coming straight to the bottom. That's where we going." We all picked Boston College out of the he said, she said, fancy. Castellanos did what he needed to do in terms of helping to get that rally cry. I love the non-give-up mentality of this young man. Yeah. I think it's very important how, you know, if you look at both sides, right, we have two coaches vying. If, for whatever reason, let's say Tony Elliott was on the hot seat, you got a team that's willing to fight for and want for, you know, this program to be better in Boston College. Do we say the same for Virginia? I don't know. It's getting a little dicey. 
definitely getting a little dicey. And I feel I feel for it because, you know, in spite of the tragedy, there's a lot going for them, but they just don't have like beyond horse in the stable. It's just something is off. Something is off for that program. I just I yeah, I agree. I agree. That's a snake bitten program if I've ever seen one. Again, every time they get close, every time they 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 get right there and then they let you down. And I, you know, I this was a game that if Virginia wanted to win two to three games on the season, they needed this one. And they didn't get it. I can't undefeated just I mean, winless sounds crazy. Defeated, if you will. Defeated. <laughs> Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get to the action. The app is super easy to use with widespread betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown College and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. And boy, I think we have another official partner of the NFL, and her name happens to be T-Swift. And I cannot wait for them to break up so we do not have to keep talking about that. But that's neither here nor there. Just my little two cents. Marketing is a crazy drug. Mm-hmm. Speaking of marketing, if you had told me the script of this week five, and you said Georgia Tech – was in the script to blow one badly. And it was going to be against Bowling Green. I wouldn't believe you. But the Yellow Jacket said, hold my beer. Yeah. Not only are we going to lose, but we're going to lose badly. And it's just like, key, Kenton has, the he's been the going the hardest for you, my guy. And what a more disappointing, I don't know, Virginia might be close, but more disappointing of like, why? What's going on? What happened? Has been for the Yellow Jackets this season. Bowling Green was definitely not one I would have on the list as a loss. Oh, I I totally disagree in terms you of Virginia. You thought Bowling being, Green? Oh, no, God. no. I didn't think in terms of Virginia being the most disappointing. We knew what Virginia was going to be. I don't think That's that fair. there was a single soul saying, oh, Kids. yeah, Virginia Tech football is – I'm sorry, Virginia football is going to be crazy this year. They're going to be wild this year. There was Kids. actually – Kenton, yes, you yeah. thought that Virginia was going to be this bad. Yeah, yeah. Zero win bad. I no, they got William and Mary next. They're going to get one. They're they're going to be William and Mary. All right. They're going to be William and Mary. Yeah, I, <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. I, I think that that's a safe one. I think it's safe to pick Virginia in that one. That's crazy. Go ahead. Listen. Tony, the fact that you said that safe one, in Virginia in the same sentence lets me know you might be on that Uwe tonight. I don't know. Tony, I, I live a drug-free lifestyle, okay? Don't accuse me of that. They're already talking about, Ken, do we need to talk to you about the medicinals on this show? So I, we don't need to deal with that. I, I ain't know nothing. I ain't know nothing. You know, I live a clean lifestyle. But anyway, oh my um, God. I, I expected them to be this bad. But Georgia Tech, I'm not mad at Georgia Tech for uh, losing, you know, some of the games that they've lost so far. I'm not mad at them for a lot of things. I'm disgusted and disappointed. <laughs> With losing to Bowling Green. And here's the part Please. that disgusts me. Disgusted, disgusts me. It, disgusted is worse than mad, but go ahead. Uh, that, but that's what I am. <laughs> that's what I am. Because here's the part that disgusts me about this, Ken. <laughs> These players said we overlooked Bowling Green. Now, 
Here's my only problem with that. This is my only problem with that. Not a single player on that roster has been to a bowl game in a Georgia Tech uniform. Have you had a winning season? Bump that. No. So what are you overlooking, big dog? The last time, the last time that this team went to a bowl game was 2018. 2018. So I'm sorry. There may be one fifth or sixth year guy because of COVID and all that. There may be a, a, a couple of those that are still on the roster who went to a bowl game one time when Paul Johnson was there. That's that's it. Yeah. How under God's green earth. And by the way, Paul Johnson ran the triple option. So I'm pretty sure all of his boys are gone. I, I would bet my, you know, bet my left pinky on that one. But I, I, I'm sure there's one or two hangovers from that. So how you overlook somebody? How you? Coach Key, fool me one time. Shame on you. You cannot trick me. You will not trick me again, Coach Key. You cannot trick me. That is the end of that one. It's a wrap for you, baby, because I ain't believing in you no more. After losing to Bowling Green, we got Maction in the ACC again. Where the Mac is Bowling is, Green? Let's talk about Mac, that. It's in Ohio. The Mac oh. is doing a sweep through the ACC. Northern <laughs> Illinois beating Boston College, Bowling Green beating Georgia Tech. The map is the, the fans did a sweep through the ACC. Lord, and we all and we all got got because we all picked Georgia Tech because we all thought you know there's no way Key loses. Just man. no. And, and let me tell you, way. when I turned on the game, fourteen no Georgia Tech. I said, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> That's what I like to see. Then I'm at, then I, I get to Duke, Virginia Tech. I'm sorry, Duke and Notre Dame. And yeah. I set up, I get set up and all that. You know, somebody from the Irish media staff was in my spot. It's cool. We not mad about that. You know, I got another they spot. They stole our spot there. again? You know, the spot stealers. Spot thieves, if you will. Did but you anyway. tell them to move? No, it was cool. It was the, the seat right next to it was open. So I sat in that seat. No big, either way, I was going to be between a bunch of Irish media members. I really didn't care. Don't make, sure. don't make me no never mind. We all cordial. We all friends in here, you know. Sure. But I look at the score and I say, I wonder how much did Georgia Tech throttle them? What? I'll tell you what, Coach Key, you've made an enemy out of me for fooling me this time, brother. <laughs> I can't wait for ACC to come next year. You know, y'all are gonna have a time. Oh you were, yeah, you got you had that Collins effect where you. I told you I had the same thing happen to me. I but believe you've been, in you've been no, buying no, Jeff Halfley for a while. You was buying Jeff Halfley up until this year. First of all, we're talking about Georgia Tech, so pipe down. Oh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. pipe I, down. You, listen, you believe it, you might believe in Doran, but I got Ocean Front property to sell you there too. So how about you just sit there and don't say a mumbling Ooh. word? Don't Ooh. say a, don't say a mumbling word. That's why you on mute. Thank you so much. Let's talk about our last game here, Pitt and Virginia Tech. The Hokies figured out how to win in lane on for Saturday night. And let me tell you, there got, there's something that has to be uh, contagious about a win in that sort of environment. And I feel like the Hokies have turned the corner with drones. We're going to yeah. keep this train moving. 
Pride, if you know anything, is you better not you better not have drones come behind Grant Wells if you know what's good for you. Yeah. So let me address the fans first, and then I'm gonna address Coach Pride. <laughs> fans, fans, I know that it's tempting. I know it's very tempting to say, ooh, another drone strike. Don't stop. That is in very poor taste. Drone strikes are not a good thing. Moving forward from there, uh, Coach Pryor, why did you get that job? Candace, do you remember how his how did how his uh the guy before him predecessor was fired? Yes, I was looking for the word and I couldn't it's find okay. how his predecessor was fired. Well, you know, Coach Fuentes, he um benched this guy. I don't know if you're familiar, Hidden Hooker. He went on mm-hmm. Tennessee, went on to be Alabama, all the things. He mm-hmm. benched him for this guy. Uh, what was his name? Brett Burma. Braxton Burmeister. Braxton yeah, Burmeister. yeah. Braxton Who was retired from football while uh Hendon went on to become a Heisman finalist. And he's Co- playing re- and he's recovering from ACL, but he's playing for the Detroit Lions. Playing for the Detroit Lions. The NFC North leading Detroit Lions. Now, this is the thing that I find so interesting. You know, I I learned this, uh, I learned this this proverb a long time ago, and it stuck with me. It takes a fool to learn from his own mistakes. The wise man learns from the mistakes of those before him. Mm-hmm. Coach Pry. Learn from the mistakes of the people before you. Mm-hmm. Drones has this offense humming. There is life. There is vim and vigor. People are excited about this offense with Chiron Drones. I am trying to tell you as nicely as I can, yeah, as nicely as I can to keep it respectful, Coach Pry. That's your guy. Well, That's I think people team. aren't accounting for what energy does for programs, right? Because if yeah. you take Dave yeah. Doran and Brennan Armstrong, just to make example, right? We took, if you take, um, what's the, Keaton Slovis last season, that pit, and mm-hmm. Narduzzi, like you try and fight for these guys and I get it. You might think that it works. It might be some type of ploy, but it's not working. And if your yeah. team is not responding well to them and their leadership, you might have to look within and say, what are we, what are we doing here? If Grant Wells is not the guy, you see someone else being the guy and having to thrive and do all the fun things. Maybe keep that guy because yeah. the W's keep your lights on. That's all I'm going to say. They keep your lights on. They, they keep your lights on. They keep you employed. They keep your family from not having to move again. Okay. But I want to I want to talk about a very interesting thing that, you know, I talked about Brennan Armstrong and, and how terrible his QBR was and how it's unforgivable. Honestly, it's you can't look at that QBR and say, hey, this is a serious quarterback. You can't well, hurry so we can get out of here, please. Brennan Armstrong was dead last in QBR this week. Do you want to know who was first? Drones. Kyron Drones. That brother can ball. Coach Prod don't take the ball out of his hands or else don't worry. They're going to take you up out of Lane Stadium and put you somewhere else. I don't know where they're going to put you. I don't know, but they're going to put you somewhere else. And I hope Grant Wells goes with you. I, I hope that you two can, if that's the ship you want to go down with, I hope that y'all two have the most beautiful marriage at whatever new school you're at. You know, I hope the Southeastern Delta Valley, Mississippi, Louisiana State, uh, University Island of Misfit Toys Community College has a great spot for both of y'all, but I'm telling you, drones is your guy. Okay, thanks, and, and that's it. That's all she wrote. That's now let's it. put up the graphic so we can get right church and let's go home. <laughs> Please get right church so we can go home. I definitely feel like ultimately the ACC is in a good place. Sorry, but with that being said. Candace has a new record of 39 and 14. I was three and three for the week. Thank you, George Tech. 
Thank you, Syracuse. And thank you, Duke. You know, Kenton is four and two on the week, 44 and nine overall. And the fans are four and two on the week, 44 and nine overall. Thank you, Grayson, for participating this week and being four and two with the fans and Kenton. 44 and nine is a tie between the fans and Kenton. I've got a long way to go, but I'm not out of this thing. So I'm going to say. There's a lot of football left. A lot of football. A lot of football left, right? 12 weeks of this bad boy. I think that the fans and Kenton are on one accord, but it's eerie how they're picking different games and winning and losing those alike. So thanks for the graphic. I think ultimately, you know, we keep rocking and rolling here. And I think it's fun that we have some ACC teams that are doing really well, stood on business, those that are <sighs> ones that we got to, you know, put in our prayer closet and others who we just, you know, listen, at the end of the day, you got to play the games. You tried. You tried your best. You there. Yeah. You showed up. So. Yeah, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's all in all going to shake out to be what will be a pretty exciting into the year. But more football to be played. Power rankings are coming up on tomorrow. Where is your team going to land? I know everyone gets in their feels. Please do not cuss at us because we do cuss back. Um, it's like, just got to relax. It's not that deep. We're all here to have fun. But come back tomorrow. We will do our power rankings and make sure you guys are squared away for week six of ACC football for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. Until next time.